Hello and welcome to Money Markets and More with me, Dominic Frisby. And today's piece is called The Way We Help People Does Not Help People. And it's your Sunday morning thought piece. The highest form of charity, argued the 12th century Jewish philosopher Maimonides, is when the help given enables the receiver to become self-sufficient. But our systems of state charity, aka welfare, have too frequently had the opposite effect. They have actually created dependency. It is time to rethink the way that we help people. And I suggest something that may be heinous to some, but it's this. Welfare would be more effective, more varied, more widespread and more affordable if there were no state involvement. People instinctively think that without a welfare state, the poor and needy would not be looked after. And at such an unacceptable prospect, people become fervent in their defence of state welfare systems. And you can see the passion people feel about this erupting all over Twitter and the blogosphere. So before we start, I wanted to get your head round one thought. Suggesting that the welfare system is not working and that we should do away with it is not the same as suggesting that the poor and needy should not be looked after. Not at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The provision of care is a delicate, complicated and unpredictable process. Sometimes money might help the recipient towards self-sufficiency, but sometimes not. Giving money might lead to a temporary lessening of suffering, but often it can lead to greater dependency and less self-reliance. Sometimes something local is required, sometimes something practical, sometimes something psychological or emotional, sometimes something specific to the individual circumstances. Sometimes what's needed is a proverbial kick up the backside. Different circumstances require different forms of care. The dignity of the recipient also needs to be considered. It can be demeaning to receive charity. On occasion, anonymity might be required, but on other occasions it might not be. How on earth can anyone hope to design a top-down, one-size-fits-all system of state welfare that can meet all these varying needs consistently over time? Then there is the matter of the giver. He or she must also be considered. Compassion, Care and the giving of charity are essential human functions. They are part of human nature. People need to give as much as they need to receive. You just need to see the pleasure children get from giving as evidence of this. Even perhaps the most ruthless, murderous drug dealer that ever drew breath, Pablo Escobar, was a prolific giver. He built houses, churches and schools in his native city of Medellin on a scale unmatched by the Colombian government. In the charitable process, the giver has needs too. Sometimes the giver wants to be anonymous. Sometimes they want recognition. Sometimes he or she likes to be involved with the recipient in some way. Sometimes not. But in the process of state care, the giver's needs are not even considered. Taxes are taken and that is it. We are given no real say in how the money we have earned is spent, bar a vote of dubious effect every five years. Often the giver is morally opposed to what his taxes are being spent on. The forced giving, that is taxation, actually destroys the altruistic satisfaction that people get from giving voluntarily. To help others and to share with them is part of humanity. 
But in a world in which government is responsible for the care of the poor and needy, that compassion is removed from life. And as a result, the state now has a near monopoly on compassion. In fact, it's even more bizarrely specific than that. The pro-large welfare state left wing has the monopoly on compassion. Anyone who doesn't agree with the concept of a large, generous welfare state is deemed heartless or selfish. While you have to pay the government through tax to provide welfare or healthcare or education, your ability to provide any of these things for yourself or your family is reduced because you have less money. After taxes are taken from you, you often then can't afford to pay for your children's school, your doctor, your hospital, your home or your charity to others. So you find yourself depending on the state in some way. And so more and more people, in some way or other, are caught in the ever-growing dependency net. What's more, if the state is providing care to the needy, you are then absolved of the responsibility to do so. Meanwhile, government welfare, as well as being inflexible, is expensive. The large organisations, such as uh, the NHS or the DWP, through which care is administered, can be inefficient and wasteful. Worse yet, they are prone to corruption and rent-seeking, which is people gaming the system in some way. If you look at food, clothing or technology, essential human needs that largely are not supplied by the state, we have over the last 30 or 40 years seen dramatic falls in price and dramatic improvements in quality. Competition has driven costs lower. Yet welfare has not experienced the same improvements. Why not? Because thanks to the state's near monopoly, there is no competition. The idea of competition in welfare is offensive to many, but we need it if we are to improve quality and lower costs. The greatest expense in our lives is not, as many believe, your house or your children's education. It is, in fact, government. But imagine a world with minimal state. Suddenly, that expense is removed. Without the cost of the state, we have more capital to spend and invest. People are empowered. Our ability to help others is increased. In a world with no state, what's more, suddenly our responsibility to help others is also increased. If the state isn't helping people, you must. Simultaneously, thanks to competition, the help we want to offer is cheaper and better in quality. Organisations are competing with each other to offer better help at a lower price. The result will be more affordable welfare, more widespread and diverse welfare, more flexible welfare that can provide for specific needs, more effective welfare, more onus to provide welfare, ultimately better welfare. Without a welfare state, the poor and needy won't be looked after, you say. I suggest they will be, to a much higher standard than they are today. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back with another podcast very soon. Please subscribe to my uh, podcast or please subscribe to my Substack. And if you are in London near or nearby on November the 24th, I'm doing a gig with the Gilets Jaunes, my band, wearing my comedy hat. It's at Crazy Crocs Brasserie Zadel. Uh, in Piccadilly Circus. It is a fantastic venue for my type of musical comedy. It's going to be an absolutely brilliant night and I'd be absolutely delighted. If you would join me, there's a link in the comments. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Not a link in the comments, there's a link in the article. Bye.